to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 287, Closing Time. My name is John, and joining me every time we gather up our jackets and move to the exits is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hello. It's one last call for alcohol. Yes. So finish your whiskey and beer. Yes. That's right. That's Guys, right. that song. It's a song. It is a song. I will also say, it, yes, before we get to, to everything here, uh, Semisonic, best known, obviously, for Closing Time. But they also have another great song on that album, uh, which is called Never You Mind. Okay. And I, I highly suggest everyone check out that song because it's apparently, when I saw Semisonic live with Matchbox 20 and Soul Asylum. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I also saw Fastball that day in an acoustic oh. concert on the pier oh, nice. in New York. Yeah, oh, nice. it was a definitely uh, a end of the 90s for me. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Uh, Never You Mind is about um, an episode of Star Trek. Oh, no kidding. Yes. And I believe it's um, some episode where Spock is uh, about to undergo surgery that he does not want to go for. I don't know the episode. I do. He's got a toothache or something. Who knows? I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know either. There you go. (laughs) Taylor, how are you? I'm I'm well, and with as much as I've been enjoying the Star Trek properties of late, I will definitely have to check out that song. Yes, I I I honestly might love that song more than Closing Time. Nice. I knew. I feel like that a second single. I don't think it was that one. No, but, I I don't believe it's that uh, one either. And I honestly couldn't tell you. I, yeah, I literally have to go digging into Spotify and look at that album and go, oh wait, it's this one. That's right. Yeah, I um, yeah, I'm not sure. It might be singing yeah. in my sleep. Or Secret Smile. Those are the only two that have wiki pages, so. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, I, I'll be honest. I, I'm doing pretty good. This is, uh, you know, the wife's been um, half a week into the school year. Oh. And uh, tomorrow is Perrin's first day of the school year. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, indeed. Um, and and a week from now, Coda would have had their first day of the school year as well so we are we're knee deep in return to school in school yes yeah knee deep at school which is not always where i necessarily want to be knee deep but hey no absolutely (laughs) not how are you doing john Uh, i'm doing i'm doing pretty good it is uh it's a little hot down here um we we'll get into what i've been up to and what's making us happy this fortnight in a moment but uh, we're we're in the process, the slow process, but it's it's going to be happening of uh, moving Lauren's desk into this room. So, oh, okay, she will be directly next to me. So that'll free up uh, the living room a whole bunch. Nice, yeah. So you know, I'm d- doing well. I can't really doing think a of reorg. Yeah, doing a little reorganizing that now that things have settled down from the past. Jeez, uh, I don't know. A million weeks. I don't even know anymore. When did we rec- we record on the thirty first last? Uh, yes. Yeah. Holy moly. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just it's flying by. I hear you, dude. Oh boy. Um, well, I mean, with that, let's get uh, you know, let's get to uh, what's making us happy this fortnight, Taylor. You want to go ahead? 
Um, sure. Um, I, you know, it's funny because I've been, I've really been kind of thinking, I'm like, what has been making me happy? What has been making me happy? <laughs> um, you know, you, when you try to identify a single thing and, and I, I probably, I probably won't articulate this really well, but, but as a parent, you always kind of hope that you raise your child to be a better person than you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like I'm seeing that a lot. Oh, great. Um, and that is making me really happy. And so it's, I can't just like point at one thing and I'll hear this one thing's making me happy. It's just <clears throat> kind of watching my kid, um, you know, grow into a very caring and compassionate person Yeah. who, you know, wants to help the environment, who is friendly and says hello to people that they don't know and um, who seeks out opportunities to help others. Um, and that, honestly, that just, that makes my heart swell. That's awesome. Um, and relatedly, I think it's it's worth taking a moment to um, kind of like recognize the absolute tragedy that has happened on Maui. Oh, yeah. Uh, last week, um, like you and I both know someone who is, appears to have lost everything um, yeah. over there. Um, and and like my wife and I honeymoon over there back in 2002. So I'm familiar with Lahaina really well. Yeah. Um, and to have watched what happens is, is terrible. But um, at the same time, it is despite all that, it is very heartening to see such an outpouring of support and uh financial assistance and you know food and clothes and and aid in that sense um you know except for all those people who still think they should be going to hawaii in any way shape or form yeah what right are we now. doing you only need to get cracked upside the head man yeah stop who cares don't go <laughs> don't, don't leave, go leave them be yeah cancel Seriously. your trips Cancel your trips, take the money that you get back from that and donate it. Like, yeah. For real. So I know we always, you know, say to support small businesses and stuff and, and everything at that at the end of the episode. I think it would be really important, um, you know, to at least at least for this episode, uh, uh, take that money and donate it to the recovery effort. Absolutely. Um, so so yeah um so even even though there is you know some sad horrible things happening um you know it is making me happy to see such an outpouring uh of support from most everyone <laughs> yeah except those people that still uh think it's cool to take vacation right now right yeah exactly exactly yeah so, that's my that's mind-boggling to me like it i don't know man there there are days and i i see it in traffic i see it online i see it everywhere and there are days where i just sit there and go man the stupid is just thick today yeah oh yeah you know yeah. and i just don't understand why people do what they do it's it's i really think the pandemic broke us as a people in a lot of ways yeah yeah that's true you know but not to get all down as we are here to talk doctor who and what is making us happy yes John oh, me. Was making, yes it's me now um it is Let's see. Um, what has happened since? Well, uh, Lauren's uh, dad came and stayed with us for. Oh, that's right. I'd say about Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. However many days that is. <laughs> um, it was fun. Uh, I mean, Camilla was a little terror, but she kind of warmed up towards you know the end part. <laughs> um, it was cool, man. We uh, on. On Saturday, we went to the Getty, which I had never been to. Oh, nice. Uh, very, very cool. Got to see some Van Goghs. 
Oh. Yeah, and some Monet's, and it was it was pretty cool. It was it was a fun time. Uh, I also we also went to I think that was on the same day. We went to um, a drive-in, a pop-up drive-in, and we watched The Mummy. Oh, such a good movie! Yeah, that movie, such a good movie, holds up yeah. like no other. It's so good. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, so we saw that, and then on that Sunday, we uh, traveled to Anaheim to go see the Angels and the Mariners play. Uh, okay. Ernesto joined us. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then uh, I don't really. Ooh, excuse me. I don't really That's remember. Okay. I was I was getting tired just thinking about it. It was a long, it was a long trip, but it was it was a lot of fun. I'm trying to think of what else we did, but that feels like everything. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that is making me happy at the moment nope i think that's it yeah it was just a good trip it was it was fun um i feel like we did something this weekend that and i'm like completely forgetting about it oh i know i know what happened uh on friday we went to our friend uh jeff may he runs a monthly um comedy oh my goodness why can't i think of words (laughs) comedy show jeez okay uh at a a local um comic book shop here called blast from the past nice it's uh it's very cool so we went to that that was a lot of fun um i will tell you a story that i I think just is kind of funny it's not making me happy if anything it was kind of annoying um but it's it's a funny story just because i feel like it was my first time that i was i had a minor inconvenience happen to me and i just was like well i'm done i tried and (laughs) that's it so (laughs) On Saturday, I was supposed to go to. Um, I will. I will not disclose this place's name, but I was supposed to go to basically like a speakeasy for okay. a birthday. And I, you know, I was like, oh, it's hot out, and I changed like a couple of times. I'm like, I don't know if I want to wear these pants. Maybe I'll wear these. Oh, maybe I'll wear these shorts and I'll wear this. And I was like, okay, great. And I had to go to Hollywood, which isn't that far from where I am, but it's still like a drive and then you have to find parking. So I, you know, I drive, I find parking, I walk like three blocks and I get up to the front to this entrance and it's about, I'd say it's like eight 15. Okay. I don't see anybody around. Um, it's like 80, 83 degrees out still. It's super hot. Mm-hmm. And I get up to the guy, I go, Hey, how's it going? And I show him my ID and he says, I can't let you in. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, I can't let you in because you're wearing shorts. We don't allow shorts after dusk. And I looked at him and I said, are you serious? And he said, yeah. And I said, okay. And I turned around, got in my car, and went, ah, I'm going home. <laughs> and that was it. That was my night. I, I got some food. I came home and sat with the dogs. Um, I texted my friend. I said, hey, man, they wouldn't let me in because I'm wearing shorts. So, sorry. That, <laughs> that was it. I mean, I kind of don't blame you. Yeah, I was just like, what if I, like, here's the thing. I found a free parking spot. Yes, I had to walk a little bit. Who cares? Right. But, like, there was a lot that I almost parked in that was $20, and I was like, I'll just park in this lot. Thank God I did not park in that lot, because I would have been even more mad. Yeah. <laughs> and I on the way home, I'm like, maybe I'll stop at a Target. And at this point, it was like 9 20, like nine ten. 
Oh, jeez. And I was just like, forget it. Like, I'm just going home. Just go grab some Del Taco and... Uh, well, you know, that was where I, where I was driving towards, and then I saw original Tommy's, and I went, oh, never mind. I actually um, do have one other uh, somewhat related story. I had a dream two nights ago that I had a maple donut, mm-hmm. and um, I live near the Burbank Airport, and they just opened up this little kind of like strip. It's not like a strip mall, but sure, we'll call it a strip mall of food places and in that place is a randy's donuts oh wow which i yeah i think it might be the closest one to me and i was Mm -hmm. like i'm gonna go in there and i have never been into a randy's donuts and i was like i just want a maple bar and they said or i just want a maple donut and they said which one i was like just the long john and they said which one i'm like what are you talking about they're like do you want the cream filled one or the regular one and i said wait a minute what kind of cream? They're like Bavarian. And I went, oh, boy. <laughs> uh, that might be my new favorite donut. That thing was. Uh, yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. So um, it took everything in my power to not buy a dozen. <laughs> but I- I'll tell you why. I know Anna, uh, when we go to um, Gallifrey, she usually brings the dozen. Yes. And they sit there. I think we might have to make it two dozen this time. I, I I feel like this year it was two dozen. Oh, was it? Well, then it'll be three. I feel like it was, but man, <laughs> yeah, those buttercrumb ones are... Like, yeah, I had to stop. I, I was like, I told them, they're like, just get a dozen. I was like, I cannot bring home a dozen donuts right now. I would yeah. I, <laughs> I would not be happy, and Lauren would not be happy for, <laughs> for different reasons, because I would be like, right. oh, my stomach hurts. What do you mean, six donuts? <laughs> anyway, folks... We're done with food talk, so I guess that means it's time for some Who News. That's right, and our first bit of news, man. Yes! Yeah, so excited. You know, we hoped for this, we hoped for this, we hoped for this when we, you know, heard that Russell was taking over and that Disney was going to be getting involved with some money, Um, and, and we are stoked to be sharing the fact that the missing adventure, the underwater menace, is going to be animated this year. Yes, DVD and Blu-ray release. Uh, it's going to be animated four new episodes in color and high definition. Um, it's going to be a two-disc box set containing the fourth series story as well as special features. Uh, this is a story that has uh, obviously Patrick Troughton in it. Uh, it's got Anakin Wills as Polly, Michael Craze as Ben, and Fraser Hines as everyone's favorite Jamie. Um, the original master recordings uh, of all except episodes two and three were lost soon after the program's original transmission. However, audio only recordings. As those often are the case, the missing two episodes have survived and been used to create a brand new, fully animated presentation of this lost classic. Um, this is Doctor Who visits Atlantis. So yeah, yeah. this is uh, I I am very excited. This was a, a, a nice little surprise on yeah. sad Sunday morning. I think so. Yeah, I can't I, yeah. I saw it and just immediately like fired it off to you. I was like, yo, yes. <laughs> and then I think also I, I, I tweeted out um, somebody said this is for anyone keeping uh, track. This is where we're at now. It was like, um, let me oh, see if I can it find was, it. It was a graphic. It was like a chart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was okay. the. I, I have a link to that in the show notes here. Awesome. The very next story down. So, yeah, if you want to see that, um, 
go check out our show notes. It's a very, it's a very nice handy graphic of like what's, what's been found, what's been missing, what's been recreated and so on and so forth. I would love for them. Like if you look at it, you're kind of like, okay, we're, we're looking pretty good right now. Uh, on the whole. Yeah, yeah. There's like a lot of animated ones. We have some that exist. I wonder, uh, like, uh, I know, you know, if, if I was in charge, I would have three separate teams right now. This mm-hmm. is how much money I would pump into this. I yeah, would have, about this. I would have one team that works on like, you know, let's say the smugglers and the Highlanders and ones that are just kind of missing one or two. And then I have mm-hmm. one team that's working on Dalek's master plan. And I have one team <laughs> that's working on Marco Polo and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's some, I, somebody said we are so close to a fully bingeable doctor who, I mean, technically mm-hmm. you, you can do it. Um, if you, you know, like looking at still stills and looking and uh, you know, right. if you like doing that, that's fine. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that, but man, come on, let's use yeah. the animation. Exactly. Now it, it does say down here. It says the underwater menace will be available for fans to buy in November of this year, which is our 60th anniversary month. Yes, it is. Um, now, is that just the UK? Is that worldwide? I don't know just yet, but the link in the article here is, of course, amazon.co.uk. So we will see. We'll America. figure it out. We will. I got. I also got to pre-order will. those um, those commander decks. Oh, or magic. Right. I got to do that soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not to be outdone. Well, no, actually, no, because this next piece of news came before the other thing. So anyway forget what I was saying for an intro. Gallifrey One has dropped their Midsummer update, though we don't have any guests just yet. Yeah. Um, so they are taking a little break to come back and say, hey, what's up? Um, I, I do like their little graphic on here with the TARDIS and a little tropical. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I never turn that down. Um, so they are working on guests for next year. They decided to wait until closer to the event this year. And that was for multiple reasons. They wanted to see what sort of impact the ongoing strike would yes. have on the guest pool, which is obviously an important consideration. Yes. Um, and they, they make it very clear. We add, they absolutely support the writers and actors in the situation, as do we. Um, secondly, they've been working on a couple of major headline guests over the past few months and knew they'd be confirmed much closer to the event. Um, and finally, they say, we've heard from many of you who wanted us to focus on guests we haven't seen before or guests we haven't had in a long while. Tom Chadbon. Mm. Sean, if you're listening, let's get dug in oh my God. to the show. <laughs> If if please, that please thank you if that happens, I, Rochelle, we're well. Uh, I don't. I almost. I almost misspoke. Not yet. We're not there yet. Uh, not there yet. But, but uh, mm-hmm. I, we will mm-hmm. be buying um, the the diamond bat. He we will just buy whatever the package is where we can just follow him around. Yeah. For, because that uh, yes, please and thank you. Yeah. Most definitely. Oh my like, god! Like it would, it would have to be like photo ops, and I mean, God, can you imagine just a photo op? You and me. And, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it'd be great. I that that's a dream. That would be a dream. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely would be. Um, that said, they um, they'll start announcing guests in September. 
uh, but with the main headliners coming a bit later than that. So things that are upcoming, they will be sh shortly opening up reservations for the 2024 art show. Um, if you've been in the art show before, you'll hear from them first, and then I'll be open up after that. Um, they're also soon opening up submissions for ideas for fan discussion panels. Um, and they also warned that the submission deadline will be much tighter this year. Yeah. Um, as they wanted to get these open for panelist requests during the month of October. So start yeah. So they want unique panel ideas. Yes. Which I applaud, but also it's, it's, I, I just wonder like, what are we, what are we going to see in these panels? Cause I almost was like, maybe I'll do panels again this year. I think that would be fun, but I don't know. Yeah, it depends. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I, I, I am terrible at coming up with an idea for one because I don't know. I look at that and go, yes, I'm an expert on this. And I'm like, I'm not an expert on anything. Are yeah. Yeah, I mean, I hear that. But I mean, yeah. I feel like, it, well, then we could go deeper into that, but I don't know. <laughs> you know, I think they're yada, yada, imposter syndrome, yada, yada. We'll just go with yeah, that. Precisely. We'll just go. go with that for right now. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. But nice to hear from the guys and gals and everyone else over yes. at Prey One. Um, lastly, this time around, I think an episode or two ago i mentioned a book that was coming out about the uh the genesis the creation the first couple years or so yes. of, the, of doctor who called pull to open yes um so cult box uh from whom we get quite a lot of our stories <laughs> thank you doctor who production news for retweeting like everything <laughs> yes. um uh, had an interview with uh author paul haynes and i'm i won't hash through every last bit of it it is a really neat looking book i love the cover so much i love the cover just maniacally because it looks like oh that's a, great a plastic model set and you've got to like take all the pieces out that it's is just, very it's creative neat, it's a neat bit of art um hey they should get paul haynes to, hayes to come see there you go good sign go. books that'd be great yeah um, but I will say this, there's, there's one, uh, there's one question they asked that I wanted to, uh, just share with listeners. Um, and cult box asks, did you bust any long held pieces of fan wisdom? And Paul says, interestingly, given that those documents I mentioned have been open to researchers for 30 years now, meaning like, um, you know, like early production notes and schedules right. and stuff like that, um, and have been used to sources many times, but did find something lurking within them which revealed that one oft-stated piece of information was actually mistaken. Uh, it's mentioned in various places that the first ever shooting specifically for Doctor Who took place on the 20th of August, 1963, which, oddly enough, is also the birthdays of Sophie Aldred and Sylvester McCoy, um, and coming up here on Sunday, uh, for the opening titles. It's certainly true that a piece of paper exists in the files, booking a filming session at Ealing Studios for that date, but there's also another piece of paper from eight days later canceling it. So it never actually happened. Huh. As far as I can tell, nobody had ever spotted that before. Although it's understandable, there's a lot of information on a lot of pieces of paper in those files. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so he says it's more small things like that rather than any major everything you thought you knew is wrong revelations with hopefully, as I said, some more background and context about things. So ah, I yes. That was interesting little bit. Um, and that I'm trying to remember. Does the article share when the book comes out? Oh, it is available now. Excellent. There you go. 
Excellent. That's right. That's right. So yeah, go and check that out. I'm going to have to do that. Wonderful. Indeed. All right. So I'm going to do our little intro here, but there's one thing I forgot to mention that was making me happy this week. Uh, And I'd be, uh, you know, uh, if I didn't mention it, I'd be like, oh, dang. And I know that that, a friend of the show, Mike Silko, is listening. Um, One thing that's making me very happy this week is I stayed up till 2.30 in the morning on on Saturday to Sunday uh, to watch my favorite wrestler, Tetsuya Naito, win the G1 Climax Tournament, which means he (laughs) will be main eventing. The Tokyo Dome, the biggest New Japan show of the year. Uh, I'm very happy about that. And I assume nice. I forgot about that because I was very sleep deprived. Well, I can imagine. I can <sighs> imagine. I, and I suppose if you're going to throw one more in, I'll throw one more in. Yeah. Um, just last Saturday, the uh, New Kirk's new documentary, The Unbinding. Oh, Yes had its world premiere at the Frida Theater in Santa Ana. I know. And obviously being August and a, a very school busy month, I wasn't able to go. Um, however, friend and friend of the show, Terry, uh, got themselves a ticket. Yes. And went and had a great time and was like, I can't wait until it comes out on September 8th for everyone else to see because I really want to talk about it. Yeah, so. I I wish I had because I I feel like it was it was brought I saw it on Twitter or something that mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the tickets were gonna uh, available and then I just plum forgot and then it actually worked it didn't work out because Lauren had I, that was on Saturday right yeah Lauren had a Saturday. festival that she was attending and I was you know at home with the pups and getting kicked out of bars because I was wearing shorts uh, so. <laughs> gotcha. And then I saw her post and I went, oh, no, I forgot about it. But I did. I am so excited. I know Lauren's super excited to watch it as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's coming out. If you're if you like how you're in that kind of stuff at all, September 8th is when it will be available on multiple platforms, I'm sure, for a small fee. Fingers crossed. When the credits are done, it says the New Kirks will return in Hellier season three. <laughs> <laughs> well, funnily enough, when they went to LAX to pick up Carl, Carl Pfeiffer, their 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 camera guy and yeah. fellow investigator, yeah, right where they met out like in front of whatever terminal it was, yeah, there's there's a blue star balloon stuck on like some of the piping or conduit or whatever oh it was my above God. them. And they, they shared video of that. And I was like, oh, man, the first scenes from Hell Year 3 just leaked. And yeah, yeah right? Like, right? Oh, my <laughs> like, God. Yeah. So. Wild. Wild, wild so. stuff. All right. I think, it's, I think it's about time to get the closing time. Yeah, we should talk about some Doctor Who. <laughs> Starring Matt Smith as the Doctor, Karen Gillan as Amy, Arthur Darville as Rory, and James Corden as Craig Owens. It was written by Gareth Roberts and directed by Steve Hughes. It first aired September 24th, 2011. It is the 12th story of Season 6, and we have uh, we have a slew of story notes brought to us by the fine folks over at TARDIS Data Corps. Yeah, we love a good working title on this show. And this one actually had quite a few, all of which I kind of like. So the working titles were Carry On Lodging. Oh, my God. Right? Because the other one was The Lodger. Yes. 
Yeah. Uh, everything must go. Okay. Right. Store. Right. There, yes. Uh, uh, the last adventure, which. Eh, eh, eh. Yeah, I, mean, I get what they're trying to do. But... Yeah, yeah. Right. And the wait for it. Three Cybermen and a baby. <laughs> that one's pretty good. I think yeah. carry on lodging is probably. That's probably that's, the best out of them, but yeah. it's hard not to kind of cackle a little bit at three Cybermen and a baby. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, in The Impossible Astronaut, the different versions of the Doctor give their ages as 909 and 1103. Writer Gareth Roberts confirmed in an interview that this is indeed 200 years after the God Complex for the Doctor, and that he spent these years waving at Amy and Rory through history books. Mm. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, This is the first time since the series revival in 2005 that episode 12 has not been part of a multi-part story written by the head writer, though the end obviously does set up the series finale and as far as we know was written by Moffat. Yes, and I actually feel Don't like yeah, in the um in the wiki I think it says he wrote the final scene. I'm pretty sure it yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah, this is also the first regular season episode since the series revival in which the doctor does not have an ongoing companion with him at some point. Now, Karen Gillan and Arthur Darvill were credited in the opener as they had been during the rest of the season. This is the first time in the series that any actor's name has appeared in the opening credits for less than one minute of on-screen appearance. Huh. Yep. Uh, this is also the first television story to feature Cybermats since the fourth Doctor story, Revenge of the Cybermen. Oh. Yep. They'd been redesigned quite terrifyingly with biological teeth and gums. Ugh, yeah. Yep, yep. Don't, don't love that. The quote-unquote app for disabling the Cybermat used one of the bonus sounds found on the toy version of the 11th Doctor Sonic Screwdriver unheard on the show until now. Yes, I do. And you know what's funny? We still have not opened our 14th. Oh my God! It's, really? Yeah, it's still in the package. Absolutely. It's it's not going to sit and be a mint on card or anything. We just haven't gotten around to open opening it and playing with it. But yeah, it's I just, do remember finding out all the secret. And there are bonus sounds for the for the fourteenth as well. But I do remember the bonus yeah. sounds for elevens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the first television story since the uh, series Ravel in which the Cybermen are not armed with any type of weaponry. Uh, the Cybermen who are seen had visible gaps in their forearm armor, say that three times fast, where they would normally have blasters, and they are not seen electrocuting anyone. Yeah, they seemed, uh, you know, they were just getting it going again. Yeah. Uh, this is the second time where Craig's affection for someone has saved the day. Of course, in the Lodger, Craig's love for Sophie motivates his desire to stay where he is, enabling him to destroy the alien time machine. In this case, his love for his son enables him to defeat the Cybermen. Love it. Love it. All right, Taylor, you have a world-famous synopsis for us, so take it away. All right. Well, the Doctor and, uh, well, okay, just the Doctor arrives in Colchester to pop around and visit Craig Owens before he heads off to Lake Silencio in the end of the season. But not all is well in town, and the Cybermen are trying to burst onto the scene. So, naturally, the Doctor opts to get involved. Along with Craig's help and Stormageddon's, obviously, they take on the Cybermen, find new strengths, then take on new jobs before it's closing time. Also, why do I try to work the name of the app into every synopsis? I don't know, but you know what? We like the effort. Okay, that's fair. If 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 it is appreciated, I will keep doing it because there are times where I'm like, I don't know how to work it in. 
you don't have to go home, but you don't you can't stay here. That's right. You know? Anyway, uh Taylor, overall feelings revisiting closing time. What did you think? It's 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 a decent episode. It's a nice little uh story that kind of shows the importance of, you know, people being in the doctor's life. Yeah, I I think that's um that's the the you know, cuz we get we get Craig in the in the lodger and then he pops back around mainly cuz he's, you know, been by himself. I think he really just came over to be like, hey, how's it going? And then the whole light thing happened. Yep. I really don't think he was popping in because he was investigating that. No, um, no. In fact, there's a whole scene where he he's kind of talking to himself. He's outside and he's going back to the TARDIS and things are flickering and he'll scan something and be like, oh, that's a sign of this, that or the other thing. And it's nope, nope. Nope, nope, gonna scan something else. Oh, but now this is it. Nope, nope, nope. And then he stops. He goes, "Okay, I'm gonna do this, aren't I?" Yeah, yeah. So no, yeah. I don't think he was chasing anything down first. No, I think he just wanted to pop in and see his friend Craig and just see how it was Mm -hmm. going. And I mean, it's. I think it's also like just you know we know Amy and Rory are important and we know the companions are important, but I think this really hits. the nail that everyone that he comes into contact with it has some importance mm-hmm. um so i think you know and i the the end scene with craig just being like i know something's wrong let me help you yeah. i can come with you and help you and he's like no it's yeah i feel i feel like a lot of doctor who is kind of like how the doctor inspires others to kind of find strength and find bravery yeah, um, and face certain things. Um, I, I liked. I mean, there is elements of this in this in this uh, episode, of course. Um, but one thing that I like is that we kind of get the flip of that, and we kind of get like the importance to the doctor. Yes, of having others in his life. Yes. Uh, yeah, because he's a lonely, lonely person, <laughs> alien. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean. Again, really, there was a lot of stuff I forgot about this uh, this mm-hmm. episode. Um, I, you know, the first of all, the uh, the Cybermat with the teeth. Yeah, jeez. And I guess I forgot. Did Night Nightmare and Silver came after this, right? Mister Clever was way after this, right? Yeah, as I recall, yes. Okay, so that's why. Because they had teeth in that, and you know that happens mm-hmm. when we jump around. I'm like, didn't this already happen? But no, um, great creepy redesign. I would, I love to think that like, how would that even work? Like, it's like, oh, we, why did you, why did you obliterate this person? We could have uh, converted into a Cyberman. Oh well, I guess we could try and use their teeth in something, right? Yeah, no, uh, uh, Nightmare and Silver is late season seven. Yes, and that's with, actually, that's with Clara. Yeah. And those two kids, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the Cybermats are absolutely terrifying. I mm-hmm. I do love the, um, when Craig comes back to the house and it tackles him, and then somehow the Doctor gets it off of him, but then it's on the Doctor. Oh, uh-huh. And I yeah, feel like, yeah. I feel like there's a good bit of kind of physical comedy. Yeah, he hits him with a frying pan, <laughs> yeah. which is uh, it's good I mean, stuff. You can't go wrong with hitting something with a frying pan. For no, sure. you, you really can't. Um, 
No, um, I, I think it's hilarious. You know, we, we get there's again, there's just so many kind of like mirrors we get like the doctor walks into Craig's flat and goes, Oh, you redecorated. I don't like it. Yeah. You know? And that's a running gag, isn't it? Oh my God. Such a running gag. Yeah. Now. Um, like I, I think I'd almost be more shocked if like it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> because somebody actually didn't pull that gag. Yes. Um, and the shush trick. The shush trick was funny. And I did love that. He said it, I can't do it more than once because your brain will get all scrambled. And of course, he's just shushing every employee in this yes. poor in this poor yes. shop, this poor department store. Yep that one that one girl she kind of like shivers the last time he does it. I'm like, you're just just destroying this this poor woman's brain, right? Oh my gosh! Uh, and I think this is oh well, this is not the first time we know that the doctor can speak, baby. This is the second time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he talks to um to uh Melody when she's a baby. Oh, of course, of course, of course, of course. Yes. Um, um and this this might be the one of the only times where it's really good to act opposite a a very very well, I guess very young actor is because they can just babble away and be like, "Oh, yes, that's absolutely right. I do need to reverse the polarity." Yes. Well, how did you know? Yes, I I and mean, it's just like, sure, why not? Stormageddon is one of my Dark Lord of All is one of my favorite <laughs> just names of and actually that would also be another great like uh galley ribbon is stormageddon in like ridiculous metal font and then below it it says dark lord of all yeah i i i have to admit there are there are actually probably a lot of ribbons that this uh uh episode generated stormageddon being one of them but i think taking it to the next level and doing it in like the death metal font yes that'd be great uh, yes Yes, I'm gonna have to find you some death metal fonts. Too. Yes, please. And then just calling calling him Stormy for the rest of the, mm-hmm. the rest of the episode until he decides he wants to be called Alfie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just just great. Um, I do really like that scene where the Doctor is holding Stormageddon uh, in the in the crib when Craig goes to the store, um, and he's just kind of talking about. Uh, just space and how mm-hmm. how it was like when he was a kid. It was just a very cute little scene. Yeah. Um. And I love that he turns up the uh. What is it called? The thing that ma- makes the stars. Oh, the yeah, the little like I don't know. In our family, it was the Twilight Turtle. Yeah. So that uh, so it just turns it up that the Twilight, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. that, I thought that was very just very just a very cool nice little scene, and it just shows like that the Doctor's just like really going through it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, um, and I'm trying to think of what else. Okay, well I was <laughs> go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say going like talking about really going through it. Like there's there's this scene like the next day at the store, and it's like there's like they take this whole like I'm gonna kiss you thing. Okay, that is that the... was like really kind of intense in a way. <laughs> I. <laughs> loved that and completely forgot about that no i i did too like i remember from first seeing this that there was a little bit of like oh there are a couple oh there are a couple yes um and it actually like they lean on it quite a bit more than i remember in the story and and i'm again i'm looking at it 
from what 12 years down the road now yeah almost and it's like okay are they are they playing it to good effect or are they like <laughs> taking it and making a little bit of a mockery of it and am i overthinking it uh are, you're talking about when they're on the cyber ship and he's just I mean, what does he just keep looking right at me i have the script up right now oh okay <laughs> He goes, because I love you. You love me? Yes, Craig. It's you. It's always been you. Me? Is that so surprising? Doctor puts his arms around Craig's neck and uses the sonic screwdriver on whatever is behind him. Yeah. Uh, Doctor, are you going to kiss me? Yes, Craig. Yes, I am. Would you like that? I'm a bit out of practice, but I've had some wonderful feedback. And then the, oh my god. It's just like, it's a, I've, I, uh, or we could just hold hands if that makes you more comfortable. That I there you go. I think that is just a great a great scene. Uh, it's just very because the doctor does not know what to do, but he has to think. I guess on his feet because he's so close yeah. to Craig. He's like, sure, I'll I'll tell him I love him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. They, you're right. I think I think you recounting that is like okay, yeah. They they really were just going for the sheer comedy. Yes, and I mean, because yeah. I, I feel like this is on a different uh, I, uh, a different plane of existence than the um, the woman seeing the doctor with Craig and the baby, and her just being like, "Oh, they're a couple." Right. Yes. Yes. Um, which is fine. I think I thought I I. I I'm trying to think of uh, oh, because she calls him. She calls Craig the doctor's partner, and he says, "Oh, is that mm-hmm. better than companion?" And I think she says, "Companion sounds so old-fashioned." Yes, yes something like something that. Like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, but I mean, the "I'm gonna kiss you" scene is <laughs> is great. I <laughs> really enjoyed revisiting that. Um, but yeah, we have um, Cybermen in the uh, in the dressing room. Yes. Portal to the dressing room. Um, I think, oh, what was the guard's name? Was it George? Oh, my God. It was George. Sure. Um, there was, yes, it was George. I loved okay. the, um, there was, you know, there's a little bit of, uh, there's suspense throughout this, uh, especially towards the end with Craig. We'll get to it. Um, and then uh, there's like a little bit of, I don't know if I'd call it a jump scare, but sp- there was some spooky stuff throughout it. But I did love the camera shift to reveal the shadow of the Cybermen when George was uh, on the ship. I thought that was mm. re- that looked really mm. cool. I thought mm. we used shadows pretty well throughout. You know, yeah, I would agree with that. Super creepy stuff. And, we and you know, we have teeth on a robot, which is always gross. Um, <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the Amy and Rory? I guess it's a cameo. Yeah, that's all I would call it is a cameo. Um, I don't know. I, I it it feels like it was kind of forced in there. Yeah, it, it it feels like it was just like like what were they even doing in Colchester? Where do they where do they normally live? Are they anywhere near Colchester? Like, why would they even be there? Yeah, it seems, and it seems like a pretty generic uh, shopping mall. Yeah, from what I can tell, department store. Yeah, Yeah. so it's like, uh, Um, why would you need to be there unless you are close to there? Yeah, yeah. It just it really seems like one of those things that they just kind of wedged in there to be like, oh yeah, by the way, don't forget, he's got these companions. You'll see them again next week. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yeah. You know, uh, but I mean, 
the whole like you know turning around and here's like this big like advertisement <laughs> that he's in a department store he's worked in for like weeks yes. seemingly or at least days yeah uh for the girl who's tired of waiting and i'm like oh god okay. yeah i mean of course of course uh yeah it it I, honestly i think it almost took me out of the episode yeah I, I honestly i think you could cut it completely from the episode yeah and you it, know i yeah i think so you know um uh, can i just can i issue I, I i know i've issued challenges to future doctor who that hasn't aired yet and i'm i'm sure russell t davies listens to us very closely yeah absolutely um, like I've already issued the let's stop using the word impossible challenge. Yes. Um, uh, can we also issue the uh, stop using the, I have an app for that. Oh, I feel like they haven't. Uh, you know what? I was going to say, I feel like they haven't done that in a while, but I feel like you're probably right. I think every instance going forward, they've used the, I have an app for that. It, I swear at least once or twice in Jody's run, there was something. Where and I feel like, like at least app. once in Capaldi. Yeah. 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 So let's stop that. They'll just Can start you? saying lit and <laughs> whatever, what other words the kids this are using. So hyphy. Oh, I don't think, so I don't thing, know that. No. Boy. Am I inching myself? It's fine. Oh, JK, JK. Uh, <laughs> We've lost the colon, entire colon close parenthesis. Colon close parenthesis. We've lost the entire oh, audience. No. After I said lit, that's just the end of it. <laughs> oh man. Um, what else was fun in this episode? I love the robot dog reference. Not as fun as I remembered. Mm. I thought that yeah. was that was oh. very cute. Yes. Um, yes, that was a nice, nice little nod. Um, I I think it's hilarious that they were going to make Craig the cyber controller. Yes, because he literally said one sentence to them and they went, you're the smartest being we've ever come across. Everyone else just screams. Yeah. So, and I mean, yeah, we, so basically the doctor says, I don't need your help, Craig. I can do it by myself. And Craig's like, no, that's ridiculous. And he uh, brings his baby to where all the people are being murdered uh, and hands it off to an employee. And, right. uh, you know, he goes down. I, honestly, when he grabbed the gun, I went, oh, yeah, I forgot about he grabs the scanner gun, mm-hmm. which is so funny to me. Um, and he, you know, doesn't use it, obviously. And then they're like, we're going to convert you into the cyber controller, which is uh, hilarious on a couple of different levels. Well, yeah. Um, can, can, you, can you imagine, like, you know, whatever the, the, the uh, in-car karaoke would be like on a cyber ship? <laughs> No, but it'd probably be just as annoying. Um, <laughs> Zing. Take that, James Corden. Uh, anyway, uh, I remember the first time I watched this and I went, wow, they're really going to do this. <laughs> they're really going to turn Craig into a Cyberman. They would never do that to a character that was that was loved. <laughs> Whoops. Um, they did it twice. Anyway, Um Ugh, yeah, just thinking about that. Wow. <coughs> Excuse me. They did it twice, and they did it both during Capaldi's run, now that I think about it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, you know, Craig gets sealed into, and they're like, well, we've 
taken all of his emotions away. We know because I said it out loud as a Cyberman. Uh, and then his his child starts crying, and uh, and I gotta say, I I don't know how you feel about this, but I think it is the funniest thing that not only does he reverse the polarity of the neutron flow, uh, and you know he gets out of there and he starts like punching Cybermen or whatever he's doing. I love that after it's all said and done, he says, I blew them up with love. I think that is the funniest line. (laughs) And I love that the doctor is just like, well, technically that's insane because what really happened, what he goes, well, never mind. Yes, I guess you blew them up with love. Sure. I, I love that. That is just so funny (laughs) to me. So, so what you're saying is, I blew them up with love. Needs to be a ribbon. <laughs> yes, I think so. I think with that... a, a well-drawn exploding cyberhead. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I will say though. I will say though. For for an episode that you know, you're right, has some jump scares, some tension to it. Um, man, those exploding cyberheads sure looked wet. Oh yeah, gross. Yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. that squicked me out i'm like oh no no oh, no yeah <laughs> that's just when i need cyber goop everywhere love you blew them up with love i love it it's just i love that it's also just like sh- that also kind of shows that how dumb the cybermen were to be like yes this this being can be our cyber controller right uh but the baby made their heads explode with the cry- right, yeah. with the crying. Well, I mean, look, man, I've I've had babies and I've had them cry for long periods of time. They just feel like my head's gonna explode. Yeah, I bet. It it never did. And oh. and I totally get that the 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 power that the love of the parent for its child has. Yeah. I totally get that. But I mean it's yeah, it, 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 it I get it. It is somewhat crying. Ru- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of rooted in reality. I mean, we all heard about like, oh the the baby's under the car and the yep. the mom lifts the car and heaves it over a build. No, that doesn't happen. <laughs> but what is this? Paw Patrol physics? Come I don't know. Well, he blew them up with love. So anything's possible. <laughs> well, yeah, that is true. Um, but yeah, I do. I also really love that. Like I mentioned before, I love the end scene where he gives, I forgot he gave him the hat and the envelopes and the envelopes. Yes. Yeah, I like that. I like that kind of like t- starting to tie it all back together. And it's like, oh, okay, okay, I gotcha. So, nice little touches, nice little yeah. nods. I thought that was really great. And then, of course, Stormageddon's first word is doctor. Of course it is. Um, and then we get the end scene <laughs> where it's like, well, time time to go kill your sort of husband. Yeah. Um, great transition after she gets hit with the, the trank into mm-hmm. the floating astronaut. I, th- I forgot about yeah. that, too. That was great. Yeah. That was um, a really nice piece of directing. <clears throat> yeah. So, overall, a lot of fun. Um, oh, his noticing face. That was another thing I thought was hilarious. I have n- nightmares about your noticing face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was also really great. Uh, yeah. Overall, yeah, this is, a, this is a nice episode. I think it kind of ties in to what we're about to get to, which, if I recall, is just absolute bonkers nonsense. Which, which I hope makes more sense. yes I hope makes more sense this time around. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We will see. All right, uh, you got any final words before we start hitting these buttons? 
Nah, I think we should start hitting them. You got it. I've got all the machinery I need. Stand back. It's time. Alright, I feel like um, trying to trick someone using uh, something that isn't a weapon, but you're trying to make it seem like it's a weapon, I feel like that, that can go in the scale a little bit. Sure, I can see that. I mean, I think obviously the, the, the scene where the doctor literally busts through the glass pane of the door. Yes, that was great. Um, yeah. uh, frying pans. Frying pan, yes. Um, Craig uh, busting through the cyber uh, armor. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else? Oh, boy. Oh, um, the exploding. I mean, the exploding heads. I don't know if that's really. Well, yeah. That's kind of just like a. That's something else. I mean, I don't really think Duggan would blow anything up with love. No, he would. You know, maybe maybe blow things up with the love for blowing things up. Mm, yes. That seems very Duggan-esque. Yes. But I realized that that was not Craig's intent. No. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go with a three. Yeah, I was I was kind of thinking three and a half there as you, you were listing stuff, guys, because you mentioned a couple things that I had forgotten too. So I was like, hey, I'll get an extra half point there. Yeah, three, three and a half sounds mm-hmm. sounds good. All right, let's check out this couch. Gathering close, it's time for the behind the coaster. <laughs> All right, Taylor. Well, I mean, on the whole, the episode isn't terribly terrifying. Right. Right. Um, obviously, we've got wet, exploding cyber heads. We've yes. got a cyber mat who really needs a trip to the dentist. Um, and maybe a snack. I think a Snickers might kind of chill it out a little bit. Um, right. <laughs> sure to think, what else? I mean, just that, that kind of... Um, that natural, you know, fear where you've got the instinct of a parent and a parent being taken from his child. Yes. Uh, you know, that that's kind of a universal feeling that I think all parents can relate to. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you know, maybe not a late night episode for your more sensitive viewers, but no. I don't think that they couldn't necessarily handle it. Right. Just be like, hey. Cybermen are bad guys. It's okay if their heads go exploding. <laughs> Don't worry. There's not a Cybermat under your bed. There you go. There you go. All right. Yeah. So next time we're closing it out. This was closing yeah. time, but next episode we're literally closing out the season because it's the wedding of River Song, uh, yada, yada, everyone we've seen, and some more people. <laughs> you know the deal. And then after that, I'll just tell you right now, we're going to take a sweet, sweet trip down some classic who... Oh, so ready to get back some classic. Yeah, I, I'm ready to. I think we took... This is might be the longest detour we've taken from classic who. I'm short of watching an actual brand new season. Right, yet. right, right, right. Yes. Yes, I will agree with that. Which is fine. Now we, can, mm-hmm. we can just cross this off. Oh, boy, I need to update that list. Uh, yeah, I got to get that in the, and then maybe after wedding of river song, we'll give the updated, uh, the updated scorecard or stats Our updated stats. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. So that'll be us ne- next time. 
Uh, let's see. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at BusBuddha71. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Please rate and review us as well. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Shop.spreadshirt.com slash N-O-T-L-G is your place to buy merchandise of the N-O-T-L-G variety uh just as a teaser again we might have something new for you uh sooner rather than later quote unquote watch this space watch this space yes and then patreon.com slash notlg to keep this space a running Mm -hmm. um i don't have any um link or do you have anything on the ready for um support for um so so yeah we um actually we are planning to donate to the hawaii community foundation uh which is just hawaii hawaii community foundation.org uh slash maui dash strong um there are other ones out there i know that there's like a maui food bank um that is like legit and above board because obviously in disasters there's always people who go and yeah. take advantage of it but um uh did some research on this one. This is one of the ones that like the Surfrider Foundation, who I trust, um, says, you know, send money this way. I think this is also the same uh, group that I saw, you know, like many, many multiple people uh, sharing. Yeah, I think it's that's uh, the same organization that um, every I mean, this is a kind of a tangent, but not really. I believe it's the same organization every um aw show this week uh all the proceeds are going towards uh that food bank oh nice okay and the week after i think too i think they're doing it for two weeks which is great yeah absolutely um because this this is going to be a very long-term situation for a lot of these people and and a lot of these communities so you know yeah you know donate now if you're able to again donate later i think that's all very worthwhile yeah, and we'll we'll put those links in the show notes for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's it for us this time. We'll see you guys in two weeks when we close out the season of Doctor Who by talking about the wedding of River Song, and we'll see you guys then. See ya. Wow, they're really gonna do this. <laughs> they're really gonna turn craig into a cyberman they would never do that to a character that was that was loved